from the Credit Union National Association. This is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit Union people. Credit Union ideas. Shortly before the coronavirus pandemic took center stage, thousands of credit union leaders gathered at the 2020 CUNA Governmental Affairs Conference in Washington, D.C., Much of the discussion during the conference centered on how credit unions make an impact on the lives of members and improve their financial well-being. I'm Bill Merrick, Deputy Editor for CUNA News. This episode, recorded during the 2020 CUNA Governmental Affairs Conference, features how three credit union leaders go above and beyond to improve members' financial well-being. They are Linda Voigt, Assistant Vice President, Internal Communications, for Summit Credit Union in Madison, Wisconsin, Louis Peralta, Chief Strategy Officer for Connect to Federal Credit Union, Manhattan Beach, California, and Dale Livingston, Senior Vice President of Lending for Kohler Credit Union in Kohler, Wisconsin. First up is Linda Voigt. Linda Voigt, Summit Credit Union, thanks for sitting down with us today. It is my pleasure. Happy to be here at the GAC with you guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a great conference. Uh, and Summit has always been a leader in financial literacy and financial education, and, and you've been recognized for that recently. Can you tell us about that? Yes, I can. I'm happy to. And, you know, we really, our heart really is in financial education from those individual meetings with our members every day to programs. Um, and uh, we we, for example, have... Uh, in every high school in Madison, all four of the public high schools, we have a Summit Credit Union branch. And it's actually the Madison School District that um, nominated us this year for what would be our fourth Governor's Financial Literacy Award. Well, the three that we won in the past decade were wonderful to have, but the one that we just won and just were awarded this week is the Governor's Financial Literacy Legacy Award. And that one is a once in a lifetime award for organizations and individuals that are committed to financial education at their core. It's what we do, what we stand for, what we're known for. And it was very exciting. Can you tell me a little bit about uh, your financial literacy efforts? Sure. Again, I, I, I can't emphasize the everyday financial literacy that we and other credit unions do with, with our members because we're watching out for our members because they own us, right? And then we at Summit do a program called Project Money, which is a public financial education. It's a contest with four participants. We've done that for 11 years. And we have four participants, that could be families or couples or an individual, with just typical money concerns that anybody might have. They want to, and they want to reduce their debt, they want to increase their savings, and they compete throughout seven months. They are paired with a Summit coach and they make great progress, and one of the four will win uh, $10,000. And the others will each get 2500 because they are taking a lot of um, courage to share their financial journey along the way. We, they blog, they're on TV along the way, and the whole idea is that thousands and thousands and thousands of other people get financial education via that. And then in the high schools, we started Project Teen Money, that's exciting and unique because the best way to learn something is after you learn something new is to, to teach someone else, right? So in Project Teen Money, the teens make videos. Well, first they, we take them through some learning, um, online learning on saving, spending, and giving. And they each then 
create videos to teach their peers about saving, spending, and giving. Three separate. And then they'll go online and they're, and people vote on them, which one they like best. So people are watching them and learning from their, their peers about better money management. So that's a fantastic and uniquely summit program. We have a program called Red Shoes that is um, geared towards making your first million, whatever that million is for you. It could be literally a million dollars. It could be literally, I just don't want to have to worry if I want to go on a vacation or I don't want to live paycheck to paycheck anymore, whatever that is that is to you. It's a, and that one has, there's a booklet, there's um, online tools with it. You can meet with a coach. And so very, we meet people where they're at and we help them get to where they want to go. Can you think of an example of the effect that these programs have had on a member's life? Oh my goodness, there's so many. I, it, the one one that comes to mind is actually a um, was in the Project Money program. It was a single mother with a son who was I I believe it was football. He was a, he was in a sport, <laughs> and she had to work two jobs when she came into the program. And she felt bad about that because she couldn't go to most of his games because of the amount of working hours. Through the program, she learned budgeting, and she stuck to it. She did the the behaviors that helped her to get in a stronger financial position. And her confidence grew through doing this to the point that she thought, I'm going to ask for a raise at the job that I love. And she did. And she got it. And she quit the second job. It was a total game changer for her and her son. Like, it was very meaningful because she was able to be more involved in his life. I mean, that's, I don't know that you can get a better impact than that, you know? (laughs) Dollar value on that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. Here is Dale Livingston, Kohler Credit Union. So, Dale, can you tell us how Kohler Credit Union makes a, an impact on your members' lives? Sure, Bill. Um, I started at the credit union about five and a half years ago and uh, came from a traditional bank. What was impressed the most about how our credit union operates and credit unions in general operate is that we try to serve the underserved. And we had a situation where a, a member came in looking to buy a vehicle. And it's always been my philosophy that you know a four or $5,000 vehicle typically doesn't last very long. And um, if I, I prove somebody for a two, three, four, five thousand dollar vehicle for 24 months, why well, wouldn't I give them 10 or 15 grand and go 60 months? Payment stays about the same. The member could buy a warranty to protect themselves. So this borrower came in, initially wanted a 1998 Dodge Grand Caravan, ended up getting him into a three-year-old uh, van uh, for about the same payment. And the beauty was about six weeks into his purchase, he came in to find out who the person was that approved his loan. And he found me and he came in and he let me know that this is the first vehicle he's ever owned that didn't have rust on it. He has four daughters, he works uh, two part-time jobs, speaks broken English, and this was the best vehicle he ever owned. And so for me, that was just a heartwarming story that I should take care of somebody. And the great news is, he's made every payment on time. You know, he sent his, a couple of friends came in to buy vehicles. So those are the traditional loans that where I worked in the past, banks want nothing to do with that loan. So for me, it's one of the opportunities to give back to the community, serve the underserved, and uh, provide a service. I'm sure you have a member for life and that member too. Absolutely, yep. We conclude with Luis Peralta, Connecta Federal Credit Union. What's one thing that Connecta does that improves your members' financial well-being? So we implemented a, a small dollar consolidation loan. We Several years ago, we had this um, check cashing QSO, 
that we were um, reaching out to a lot of the low and moderate income communities across the LA metropolitan area. And we uh, identified that a lot of these members and consumers in these communities, they were getting a lot of payday debt and out-of-title loans and all this kind of high-cost debt. And the reason behind it is because they didn't have a solid credit score or or a thick uh, credit profile. So they basically were secluding themselves from applying with mainstream products and we develop uh, an alternative underwriting model that allows us to evaluate their credit worthiness uh, aside of FICO or traditional credit uh, underwriting. And that helped us develop this new product that we were able to help over 30,000 families consolidate many of their payday loans, high cost credit cards, and auto title loans. And we were able to improve their FICO scores in, in a period. Of, for example, six months, we were able to increase in average from 150 to 200 points in their FICO score. So we were um, reporting those payments to the major credit bureaus. Although we're, we're not using FICO for the underwriting, we were giving them the benefit of the repayment behavior so that they can build their traditional credit profile. What non-traditional measures do you look at when you're determining someone's credit worthiness? Well, it, it's hard to do it on your own. Back then, we did a retroanalysis with a lot of alternative scoring uh, models. So we reached out to Clarity, Extended View, L2C, a risk view from LexisNexis. And we were able to do a lot of analysis and kind of understand the predictability of all of these models to our specific membership. So after several analyses, we were able to uh, identify RISVIEW from LexisNexis as the most reliable model for our population. So we embraced that and we created uh, this underwriting model that in addition to looking at that particular score, we were also able to identify some attributes uh, within that score. Uh, That score is about 300 different attributes. We don't have necessarily a say in how the model is built because that's uh, LexisNexis proprietary information or or modeling, but we were able, in addition to having different tiers or thresholds of delinquency and charge-ups for this uh, risk model, we also got the different attributes that were more predictive of uh, bad behavior, and we put some of those on top of the score thresholds to kind of minimize delinquencies and charge-ups. So we've been using that uh, for almost what, five, six years now? And in addition to that, we are using other alternative underwriting models for our credit cards, because what we discover is a lot of these young applicants or millennials and and other segments that they didn't necessarily use a lot of credit, could be like baby boomers or other people that they don't rely on credit or on debt, so they don't necessarily have a a high credit score because they don't have the credit lines to support it. Uh, So we were adversely declining them, although they were potentially better credit worthiness, right? So we we implemented a machine learning model uh, using our BI business intelligence teams, and we implemented that for a credit card campaign for pre-approval and 
we started that just like six months ago and we have made, I think, over 500 credit cards that otherwise will be declined. And in that uh, period, uh, we have zero delinquency. So we are very excited about the potential of, of that tool. Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play.